hear PGA and LPGA legends, pros, top instructors and media members from around the country sharing their stories, insights and playing lessons every week right here on Next on the Tee. Take it away, Chris. All right, folks, now back in making his fifth appearance with me here on the French Lake Resort guest line is Dennis Cohn. And Dennis is the founder and CEO of the Professional Caddies Association. He has also served as the president of the Junior Golf Association of Central Florida. He was inducted into the Caddy Hall of Fame in 2011. He's written a couple of great books titled Think Like a Caddy, Play Like a Pro, and Mastering Golf's Toughest Shots. You can find information about both of those books by going online to thecaddyassociation.com. And I'm thrilled to have Dennis back with me again tonight here on Next on the T. Good evening, Dennis. Thanks for coming back on the show, my friend. How are you? Very good. Thank you very much. And uh, a pretty exciting time in the industry right now. And I just want to thank you for what you do. And I certainly want to thank Jim and Richard for what they do. I've followed Jim for many years and support uh, both these guys. And I feel honored to be on the show with them. And and I certainly like to talk to you down the road about maybe you getting involved in an advisory board position if you're allowed by your wife to take on more responsibility. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> we'll, we we need a radio man, but we'll talk about that. And uh, I'd like to first start off by giving you a little some points. Uh, Ian, thank you for mentioning Steve Moan and what we're doing with We Are Golf. It is uh, very exciting. You know, everybody was just in Washington recently. Uh, I wasn't able to attend, but, but I've got some uh, overall health of this sport. I think it's kind of set the tone of what we're going to talk about. The golf is $84 billion a year industry. It impacts about 1.9 million American jobs with 80, 58 million billion, I'm sorry, of, uh, in annual wage income. And, you know, about, about, you know, approximately 143, this is the most important part to me, 143,000 charity events raising 3.9 billion, 26,000 average per event. You know, so for the, uh, I mean, golf is no question about it is of all sports. And I think I heard this other day on TV that contributes more to charity than all other sports combined. And that's huge. Right. That's huge. And so for that reason, I'm totally committed because uh, I grew up at a golf course, Dubfit Golf Course in Orlando, shagging balls and nobody knows what that is, but basically it's a, a field of kids out there, people hitting golf balls at ten-year-old kids, which just would not be allowed today. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it, we, but I survived. I survived, and and we've survived. The game has survived. And uh, I, I I talked to Steve the other day, and uh, he shared some things. And I was, we were talking about how golf is and what the where we are. And you know, it's, it's pretty much steady growth. I mean, people don't really see it because there's a lot of golf courses have closed for different reasons. But it's steady growth. But what he said was, it was really hit me was that golf is evolving. Uh, used to be when you played golf, you showed up, you had long pants on, fancy golf shoes, and you had a collared shirt and a nice hat. And you teed it up and you played 18 holes and it was your day at the club. But now we were, people are showing up nine holes, hat on backwards, Beer in hand, you know, and a T-shirt on, <laughs> and, and so golf is becoming more fun, and that's what I think we're trying to get back to 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 realize that it is fun. It doesn't have to be played for 18 holes. I support at 73 nine holes is 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 a plenty for me, uh, and you can get in the clubhouse and spend time with your friends and family, and and spend some actually probably more money 
inside the restaurant and bar than you would for the extra nine holes in greens fees. So, yeah, so I, I think there's a, and, you know, we cannot not mention the Tiger effect. Uh, I think we look at these statistics in a year from now, and hopefully uh, what Tiger's accomplished is, is fantastic. And uh, America loves a comeback story. And uh, as much as I, I, I love his game, and I really wanted him to, I didn't think he was going to do it, but you know what? He did it. And that's pretty, and, and he's definitely uh, on track again. And I think he's going to be around for a while if he can just stay healthy. So hats off to Tiger and, uh, and hats off to the game of golf because it all comes down to carry the game. And what we're talking about there is trying to get kids and out on the golf course for some reason to go to work, get a job, see the game, be a caddy. Shag balls, they don't let you do that anymore, but, but I basically get out there and get, hang around the golf course somehow. And now we have a lot of apps out there now where you don't want kids hanging around the golf course so they can just actually call and order somebody to be a caddy at a club that allows that. So it's really a lot of streamlining, seamless things are happening and we're excited to be a part of it. And we're glad that you are promoting us there. Yeah, absolutely, and, and it's it's always great stuff, Dennis, to hear about the things that you're doing for, for the game of golf and to grow the game of golf, and I just want to take it a step further from what you were just talking about, because you're on the advisory board for We Are Golf, and you're working with Steve Mona, who is who we were talking about just prior to the show as a mentor of yours, but the Carry the Game program and the things that you guys are doing to try to bring more youth into the game of golf, becoming caddies, talk about all the things that caddies can do and how that program that can help them develop into not only, like I say, people that love the game of golf, but can help them later on in life and uh, into their careers. Well, they they can go to the Caddy Hall of Fame website, and you can uh, see some of these incredible gentlemen that have uh, come up through caddying, you know, as uh, and become wonderful businessmen, uh, entertainers, and different things. I'm I'm blessed to be involved in that, and because I founded it, but. Uh, it's really uh, exciting, and there's a lot of people need to be in there. And I mean, there's a uh, uh, the list keep coming out, and there's people that you didn't ever even thought were around golf before, or never heard anything about. They're actors and entertainers and different things, and sports people and, and politicians. And you know, I mean, Bill Clinton was a, a caddy growing up, you know. And so there's a, a I think it boils down to it's probably the safest place in sports for kids to hang out still, and. Thank God that the different clubs are starting to realize that and they're opening up everything more to kids and families. I mean, in the ski world, you go to a ski slope and you've got the, a wife, husband, knows how to ski real good, and two kids. They immediately put you in with a, a kids with a kids group, an instructor, the wife's over here, and the husband's over here. They don't really have that in the golf industry, and that's it's hard, it's expensive, but... When you show up with a family at a golf course, they don't really have the different levels that they do in some other sports. And I think that's one area that they really need to work for because, uh, I, and I think, thank God for Top Golf. Have you ever been to a Top Golf? I have. It's great. Yeah, so, I mean, it is, it is I mean, a... that's this, these new concepts is creating family fun without any threats. You don't have to worry about, Somebody telling you slow, you're hitting you slow, playing too slow, or whatever. So I think it's really everybody in the industry is really working hard 
to have more fun. And that's really, and you listen, these guys on the tour, when they win, and a lot of times they ask him, well, what, what, you know, what'd you do different this time? He said, I just went and had fun. And then that's when, you know, and if you look back, I don't know about some of your best days, some of my best days, I can look back and don't know how I did it. <laughs> so I think, it, you know, I really don't, <laughs> you know, uh, but, you know, a few extra beers probably helped you. I'm not sure. I can't, I can't remember. <laughs> but anyway, it's, it's all about fun. But but definitely right. what you were saying about the kids, there's no question about it. The game of golf, and hopefully this the, the second Tiger effect will take and have more impact and get kids out there chasing their dreams and realize that if you want it bad enough, it's there, just go get it. And now I think the industry is opening up to provide more access to children, kids, wives, parents, and to come out and as a family. And that's kind of where things are going. And I'm very excited to be involved in that and certainly very excited about what We Are Golf is going to do for the industry as far as steerheading. Basically, We Are Golf is kind of like uh, the limousine driving the, you know, the bus or whatever. And there's all these other organizations are just part of it that are, we're all working with them. We, we don't set anything out there other than just the tone of growing the game. All these organizations are doing the work, and we appreciate every one of them. Dennis, you've got two of your board members, Jan Stevenson and Dennis Walters, about to be inducted into the World Golf Hall of Fame next month. Talk about the impact that those two have had on the game and your organization. Uh, Jan, Jan from day one with the foundation. I mean, uh, uh, Dennis is an advisory board member of the uh, of the foundation, but Jan was on the board and for many, many, many years. Uh, and she's just launched her success with not only designing golf courses and her new newest ventures in the wine business and, and now in the rum business. And so she is an entrepreneur. She's a true lady. There's so much respect for her. We went out to Pebble Beach together, and we inducted Lance Barrow into the Hall of Fame at the PGA's meeting out there at Pebble Beach. And Jim Nasty didn't know we were going to do it and brought us upstage and Lance Barrow, the head of golf and, and football for CBS, he started as a caddy under Chuck Will, who has worked for Frank many years. And when the caddies didn't have a job, uh, that Frank and Chuck would hire them to go out and get their guys to give hand signals on, you know, what what they hit. And they'd say, he just hit a four iron. They'd go back and he'd radio the caddy, he'd radio upstairs and tell Ken Ventura he just hit a four iron. And people would say, how do you know that, you know? But now it's all electronic. They all know now. So it goes way back, and I'm so excited to, to see the, the game grow and growing. And, you know, with its high-tech stuff, it's fine it's for information. But, you know, the old days of being able to give hand signals from a caddy to another caddy and give them a little job, those are precious moments. Times have changed, but we're in a, the best shape ever right now in golf for kids to get out there and and they'll get the message out there that caddying and golf are cool because that's what they need to hear. Dennis, I want to talk about a couple other things, switching gears a little bit. And um, I, I was looking around on social media. I saw a picture that you posted on Facebook of you sitting between President Ford and Bob Hope. Talk about <laughs> what it was like being around those two guys. Well, that was the thank you very much, Donnie Hammond, uh, picture uh i was blessed to be go to an event with donnie when he actually won a couple of the jerry ford tournaments out in vail colorado and i was blessed to be 
invited to go to this. And Donnie said, Dennis, I know who you are. I'll leave your camera at home. No cameras. I said, promise. No cameras, Donnie. So I walk into this incredible event with these people, this so gracious people. And I I saw a photographer there, and I said, I went over and gave him $20. I said, give me one picture when I leave, one picture. So <laughs> that's how I got the picture. Because Donnie always wondered, how did you get that picture? You had no camera. I said, well, I gave the guy $20, and he took my picture. But the pictures, Donnie said that President Ford's looking at me wondering how I got past his security. and But it's kind of a look <laughs> he has on his face. But that's actually what going to happen. He knew. I asked if I could get a picture, and he invited me back. So that's a very – and Bob Hope. What a, what a, now he was a caddy, too, as a kid. I mean, Bob right. Hope. Yeah, Bob Hope's story is all, I mean, it's all golf. And everything he's done, way beyond golf. I mean, but he got his start as a caddy. And golf definitely built his character, helped build his character. What a great guy. And Dennis, Thank as you. you and I have talked about over the years, you know, caddies don't get enough credit. They don't get enough recognition for the hard work that they put in and, and how they contribute to a player's success. Who was, you know, and, and as the guy that you got the Professional Caddies Association started and the Caddies Hall of Fame, who are some of the great caddies that you have an opportunity to be around? And what are some of the things that made them stand out? Oh, wow. I, well, we, we don't have enough time with the show, but no question about it. Fluff is one of my founders of, of, of the Caddy Association, obviously the Hall of Fame. And he was somebody I relied on his opinion. And he's a quiet man. And he's a wonderful wonderful person and uh there's so many to mention I, you know i just it's almost like that was almost in the past so much because i don't really out there on the tour anymore and then that's why we kind of you know did our two books you know because we wanted to try to let the public know what it's like to be out there on the bag and i mean i was so honored to, to have mr palmer do the forward at 80 years old for our book and then ben crenshaw uh, to do the prefix for the book. And it's, and it's think like a caddy, play like a pro. And we'll give one away here in just a minute, uh, for one of your listeners. But it's basically, you can lower your score by seeing golf through the eyes of a caddy. And baby, basically training your inner caddy. It's that, that little voice you hear when it says, lay up, don't go through the miracle hole that we all try to go through. That's your inner caddy. So, uh, we're excited about the book and the, the news that I want to sh- announce for the first time is that we have now the rights to our two books back. And I've got 1,400 of the first book in stock and 2,800 of the second with Gary Player, a master and greatest, greatest shots. And we're going to um, have those put in ebook here in the next six months. So we'll be offering at a very discounted rate to the general public. Because everybody is, is likes the ebooks and they travel and they can sit on an airplane and, and, and read it on their phone. So yeah, so we've got excited about that. I'm working on the third book. Don't tell my wife, but, uh, it's going to be, uh, required about two weeks in Scotland. So if you want to go with us, uh, you're welcome to join us. <laughs> I appreciate that. And, and Dennis, one of the, one of the things that, um, you sort of alluded to it a little bit ago. But caddying today is very different than it was years ago. There was a time, you know, when caddies, you know, would would show up at a, at, a, at the parking lot of a clubhouse, of a golf course, of oh, a yeah. tournament, and uh, you know, help help a player out with a bag and hope that uh, perhaps he could get on that player's bag for the week. And it doesn't exactly happen that way anymore. Talk about the ways caddies go about 
getting on the bag today versus, you know, 30, 40 years ago? I was in a parking lot up in uh, one of the tournaments. I can't remember which one it is now. It's up in uh, Kentucky or somewhere. But a ski instructor, and all the caddies were very gentlemen. They stood around the same area, and they didn't push themselves on the player. And the player would get out, and the player would get his own bags out and carry it up past the caddies and, and say, hey, you need a caddy today or just something like that. But a ski instructor went up and approached this player and all of a sudden started carrying this guy's bag. Well, nowadays, after 911, you can't even get in the parking lot, not unless you have credentials. So that all, that's totally changed everything right there. But, uh, yeah, so I, I think that, uh, it's definitely changed. Uh, a lot of the caddies now are pretty much, uh, hired, uh, by word of mouth. Uh, you know, when the player's looking for a cad, they try to match the personalities of the different players and people know. Uh, the personalities of some of the players, and they kind of know what caddies may get along with them. So there's a lot of uh, stuff. This is really, it's a family. It's a family of a bunch of great guys. And then it's a, not an easy job. Uh, some of the players, VJ and some of these other guys, will, will have you out there on the range till dark after you caddy all day long. And there's nothing wrong with that, but it's, it's not, it's, you know, you say, oh, you only work half a year, but you're working all the time, even though. You may get stuck in California for two weeks, you know, before you can play the next tournament. So you're, you know, and you think it's all fun and roses and stuff in a motel sitting there, but it's not. And these guys work hard and they play hard. And that's kind of nothing wrong with that. And uh, I have a lot of respect for all the caddies and anybody that wants to get in this profession. Dennis, for our listeners who want to find out more information about the greatest caddies of all time, the great things that you're doing, the caddy programs that you're putting together, how can they go online and get more information about all of that? PCAWorldwide.com is the main site, and that takes you to a couple other sites, PCAWorldwide.com. We're in the process, you know, I'm 73 now, and I'm looking for some partners and new owners to take PCA to the next level. I don't know if I told you, but my son passed away a couple of months ago in 47 with some heart failure. So I'm really changing my direction of where I'm going with some things. But, uh, but I do want to be looking for maybe taking the headquarters of PCA to a country club in America and, and let them be our partner. So I'm reaching out to them. And, and also I want to offer a free book to your listeners. If somebody can tell you, Chris, on how many majors Bruce Edwards won on Tom Watson's bag for almost 30 years. Tom won eight majors. How many majors was Bruce Edwards on his bag? And and I'll just give you a little hint. He was never on the bag at his Open Championship win. So that would that'd take a half of them off right there. But anyway, right. I just want to throw that out to your listeners if if they want to, uh, you know, get back with you and let me know, and I'll send a couple books out. But uh, I'm going to leave you with this. If you've never played golf with a caddy, you've never played the game. And I, I know you appreciate it, and I really look forward to playing golf. I don't actually play much anymore, but I'm doing a lot of, the, like you say, with the program for kids with cancer and veterans, but fishing. But it's uh, two hips and a knee slowed me down a little bit, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> a lot. Well, Dennis, ah, no, you're the best, Dennis. I can't thank you enough for taking time out of your night to come back on the show and share all the great things that you're doing there with uh, with the PCA and through We Are Golf and uh, th- this new caddy program. So you're fantastic. I, th- I can't thank well, you enough. Tell for, Jim and Richard uh, hello and thank you guys. 
Tell, hello to everybody, and uh, we're definitely here for you 24-7, because you're the, probably, the, the, of all, I've done a lot of radio shows, but Chris, you're number one with us, buddy. I appreciate you, Dennis. You're the best, my friend. Take care. Thank all you. the best to you and your family. We'll catch up soon. God bless. See Bye-bye. you, Dennis. That is the great Dennis Cohn. PCAWorldwide.com is, is the site, and it's got links to a lot of different places in the Western Golf Association as well, and the great things that uh, Dennis is doing through that organization, through We Are Golf as well. So uh, really enjoy having Dennis as part of the show, and you know the thought that he is there working with Steve Mona, who's also a great friend of the show, trying to develop these caddy programs, get kids involved, making it not only a game for a lifetime, but also helping them develop uh, professional relationships with the people that uh, they're caddying for, and they're also working for at the various golf courses around the country. It's just a win-win all the way around. Can't thank Dennis enough, and we look forward to having him back on the show again real soon. 